0: This episode is brought to you by the members of the Best of the Left podcast. Details and benefits available on the membership tab at bestoftheleft.com. Now, welcome to the Best of the Left podcast with clips today from Ring of Fire, The Daily Show, Counterspin, La Show, The Colbert Report, The Onion Radio News, and The Young Turks.
1: David pick your story let's let's Well there start. there's a story that you've been very you and Bobby've been very involved in and it's what's been going on in West Virginia with Massey Energy but there's now a new wrinkle to this is that you know this past summer a guy who who we talked a lot about on this program Dr. James Hansen of NASA who is you know a great man he's he's been one of the great climate experts uh in the country was arrested uh, during an act of civil resistance in West Virginia, uh, talking about the mountaintop removal and, and protesting. He was in elementary school. So this, this civil resistance has been, he is a symbol of that. He may face time in jail. Dr. James Hansen. But more to the point, this again goes to Massey Energy and what they've been doing. And this is a court case you and Bobby have been very, yeah, well, bring look, us up to date. Yeah, well, well, this is
2: a, this is a different one. But the, the Hansen issue had to do with Blankenship, who is just I mean, in the truest I mean, just we, we overuse the word thug. But he really is he really is Tell us thug. about Blankenship. Let's well, explain. Blankenship, uh, Brent, uh, Blankenship Blankenship is the guy who runs all the mountaintop mining in all over the all over the country. He he's just in West Virginia alone. He is blown off the tops of mountains that are equivalent to the state of Delaware. And Don Blankenship is the
1: CEO of Massey. CEO of Massey.
2: And he's the guy, if you recall He's now the guy that is this fighting the idea that there's such a thing as global warming. Uh, last week he had all the you know his his uh, celebrity has-beens, people like Ted Nugent and you know I guess John Voight was there, who knows, <laughs> at some kind of rally talking about how global warming doesn't exist.
1: Dancing with the former stars, is Yeah, that what dancing
2: it is? with the former stars. So anyway, let me so let me put this together for you. So Blankenship for years has been blowing the hell out of West Virginia, but it's not just these blowing the tops off of mountains and killing and entire ecosystems what he's actually doing is all this you have to put all that stuff somewhere when you blow it off the tops of mountains and you create something called sludge the sludge he's created rivers of sludge valleys of sludge lakes of sludge and unfortunately the stuff is right near an elementary school where children are are mm. the, the level of leukemia neurological disease uh, you name it the num- the amount of disease is overwhelming so james hansen wh- who was with NASA goes there and he says, "Look, you got to stop this. We have to stop this uh, this mining on Coal River Mountain. It's, just, it's 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 awful because we're killing children." Right. Sounds like a reasonable thing. Well, I got to tell you something. Bobby was supposed to go there. I was supposed to go there to that. I I couldn't because I had I was already scheduled to go somewhere else. And everybody that went, I think, was arrested.
1: Bobby did his time in Vieques. I mean, yeah. He did yeah. His,
2: yeah. Daryl Hannah was there. I think she was arrested. She was. And, yeah. So you had a lot of people that didn't have to do you know what these people they could go home every day and they could go about their lives and not invest anything into other people by by what they did here but they did something They did something meaningful they tried they tried to help so now what's going to happen to Hanson let me tell you I he's going to end up in jail He's which, going to have 30 days in jail. Mike. Which is
1: a great act of civil disobedience and the greatest tradition. It's like Dr. Martin Luther King, Gandhi, people who have stood up on principle, have often spent time in jail for those principles. And maybe that he's he's obviously prepared to do it. Daryl Hannah is as well. Mike, we're going to follow that case here at Ring of Fire because, in fact, what Dr. Hansen and others have been doing is something that the only way it works is if we keep the light shining on people like Blankenship. And that's what the, Dr. Hansen's willing to do. We're going to do. Right here on Ring of The sun is a mass of
3: incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace where hydrogen is built into helium at a temperature of millions of degrees. Yo ho, it's hot. The sun is not a place where we could live. But here on Earth, without the light it gives we need its light we need its heat we need its energy without the sun
4: As you may know, our show is based in, in New York City. Our offices are located on the far west side of Manhattan, better known as the Sad-Eyed Carriage Horse District. Uh, did you see them? You'll come for the sad eyes. You'll stay for the feeling that the horse is really, really not enjoying it. So, uh, uh, But this week, the west side is a nice part of town because on the east side sits the U.N., where a traffic-clogging session of the General Assembly is taking place, all the world's bigwigs have converged on Gotham via jumbo jet, helicopter, motorcade, and, of course, (laughs) jumbo-choppercade. All to make it to their important meeting about... climate change. all the world's great producers of greenhouse gases were there. A veritable who's who of (coughs) but somehow now they had seen the light. They're the geopolitical Chris Browns who swear they had never any intention of hurting the Rihanna that is the earth's atmosphere. Lack of change
5: was not an option. Climate change is affecting the conditions of life for all of us.
3: It will increase pressure on water.
1: Possible disappearance of sea ice.
6: The ocean becomes a burning cesspool. Increase
1: in frequency of hot extremes, floods, droughts, hurricanes. The sky
7: is a black cloud.
1: Reverse years of development gains. Scarcity of food, water, and soil degradation. We have less than 10 years. (laughs)
4: seem like enough time to fix climate change although it does seem like plenty of time to slap some spikes on football pads fortify some school buses and make me some more jars of Captain John's roach jerky Captain John's roach jerky for when you've lost touch with all that once made you human no? Mm. Sodium Look dire, but don't worry, world. It is precisely for these occasions that we, the American people, last November hired Professor Hoppenstein, Barack Obama, A.K.A. the President of the United States. Give it to him, Rocky!
8: It is true that for too many years mankind has been slow to respond or even recognize the magnitude of the climate
4: threat. It is true of my own country as well. We recognize that. I didn't know Kenya was a polluter. <laughs> Concrete solutions, sir. In April, we convened
8: the first of what have now been six meetings of the Major Economies Forum on Energy and Climate. I proposed an energy and climate partnership for the Americans. We will unleash the creative power of our best scientists and engineers and entrepreneurs to build a better world.
4: Actually, funny story. We had them working on this mortgage derivative scheme, and then uh, we, uh, we have now asked them to shift focus. And, uh, by the way, uh, uh, why did we have our creative power of our best scientists, engineers, and entrepreneurs uh leashed in the first place. Shouldn't they uh, shouldn't they have been unleashed normally? We will unduct tape our scientists. So that's it, no unilateral measures? Come on, Barack. Most of the world's industrial nations came to the climate conference in ready position. China stands ready to work with all countries to build an even better future for the generations to come. But in the meantime, we'll just keep making children's toys out of lead paint and putting formaldehyde in your toothpaste. (laughs) Japan, what are your scientists thinking about doing? Japan will aim to reduce its emissions by 25% by 2020. But in the meantime, meet... Kyoto, the world's first robot cowboy vacuum cleaner sex toy dog. I think, I think the arms are supposed to be dildos. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think they're supposed to be lightsabers, but uh, they might be lightsaber dildos. I, I, don't, I just use it as a vacuum for my penis. I, I don't know. At least... Why would I be more jet-lagged today than yesterday? It doesn't make a lot of sense. At least the nation of India took climate change seriously.
9: I'm so much concerned about climate change because I don't want our future
10: generations to question us just as I'm questioning the need for more
4: concrete action on climate change today. They sent a kid? (laughs) Well, this is... If that kid's at the UN... Who did they send to the Model U.N.? Oh, no! <laughs> hey, you kids, shut up! This is serious! <laughs> hey, uh, India, uh, after you fix the climate change there, perhaps we can talk about your child labor situation. <laughs> so the world's largest industrial nations have spoken out boldly about their future tenuous plans to hit possible abstract goals. Anybody else have anything to add? Any, anybody? Any, ah, Maldives. Our homeland and
10: others like it
4: will despair beneath the rising sea before the end of the century. Seriously, anybody, anybody at all? <laughs> Any country with a vote in the Security Council? No? All right, it. let's fire up the Jumbo Chopper cave and we'll see everybody next year. Peace out!
6: Makes, then what 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 makes, what makes. Love the exception. so I Finally, listeners may have heard the news. Barack Obama's energy proposals will cost each American family $1,761. That talking point has ricocheted around the media sphere, and although it's far from true, it does serve to illustrate how this process can work. As Fair noted on our blog on September 16th, Elite Media Touchstone, the Drudge Report, ran the figure in a scary red headline that day with a link to a post on CBSNews.com. That post referred to a previously unreleased and Analysis by the Treasury Department that listed the figure as, quote, the upper end of the administration's estimate, close quote. More importantly, that analysis was based on a plan that bears no relationship to reality as it called for auctioning all of the carbon burning permits while the bill that passed the House auctions just 15% of them, which is different. So different that CBS felt obliged to add an update indicating as much, though they presented the reality as the viewpoint of an environmental group. Likewise, the popular among journalists site Politico ran a similar story, but then ran an actual correction in which the writer acknowledged that the vaunted documents refer to a version of the legislation profoundly different from the one that passed. They even cited a critic's question, quote, Why not use the Congressional Budget Office analysis of the House bill? Republicans seem more than happy to use CBO when it helps their case, but CBO says the ACES that's the current energy bill, would only cost a postage stamp a day per household in 2020, close quote. And that, in case you wondered, is how we arrive at the site of Fox News' Glenn Beck on September 18th, fanning himself with an oversized $1,761 postage stamp and claiming that buried documents have revealed outright lies by a spooky White House. Because as regular media watchers know, being untrue is just not enough to stop a story of some in the media really want to tell it.
3: Dressing my voice up on the phone Underneath the envy, rotting my bones I'd do anything to get you alone if Just for a while Blame it on the way that I talk You can blame it on the way that I look You can blame it on the stuff that I drink. Feels it out took But tell me a lie if it's true.
5: gentlemen, cars running on sugarcane ethanol can produce as many harmful pollutants as those using ordinary gasoline. This according to a study published by Brazil's Environment Ministry. It didn't even count carbon dioxide emissions. We want to make sure customers are aware of pollutant emissions when they buy a car, says Environment Minister Carlos Mink. Right then. The study ranked emissions based on a scale of green grades, that measured three pollutant gases that do not produce climate change but do affect the health of a country's population. Well, it doesn't belong in this department. This award-winning department, U.K. scientists have warned that U.N. negotiations aimed at tackling climate change are based on substantial underestimates of what it will cost to adapt to the impacts of climate change. Consensus of scientists regarding global warming, uh, Say that the real costs of adaptation to climate change are likely to be two to three times greater than the estimates made by the UN Framework Convention on Climate Change. That's according to these new researchers reported in Science Daily. They add costs will be even more when the full range of climate impacts on human activities is considered. Well, then let's give up. The uh, UN has estimated annual global costs of adapting to climate change to be 40 to 170 billion or the cost about of about three Olympic Games a year. Now, see, that sounds like a good idea to me. Three Olympics a year. I mean, just just to make Dick eversall happy. But the report's authors say that these estimates were produced too quickly. Okay, five Olympics a year, then. And did not include key sectors such as energy manufacturing, retailing, mining, tourism, and e- ecosystems. Well, what did... <laughs> What was left? Dr. Berry led the work on estimating the cost of protecting ecosystems and the services they can provide for human society, which were excluded from the U.N. estimate. She found that this is an important sor- source of underestimation will cost over $350 billion, including both protected and non-protected areas. The costs of adaptation for ecosystems are potentially huge, the largest of any sector, she says. This is not only because... She's by boy, Dr. Pam Berry from Oxford. Not only because of the projected future losses of species, but also because of the immense value of ecosystems for human health and well-being through the provision of food, fuel, and fiber. The worrying feature is that our report has identified how little is known about this, the biggest elephant in the room. You mean there's more than one elephant in the room? i got to get out of here. Even worse, uncertainty is leading to its omission from the overall figures, which will compound the underestimate. The uh, other studies findings, or the studies other findings, water, the UN estimate of eleven billion dollars, included costs excluded costs of adapting to floods and assumes no cost for transferring water within nations from surplus areas to areas of deficit. The underestimate could be substantial. Health, the UN assessed only malaria, diarrhea, and malnutrition and excluded developed nations in coming to a figure of five billion this may cover only thirty to fifty percent of the global total disease impact of climate change. And there's more infrastructure, coastal zones, and more. In Science Daily. The average world ocean temperature from June through August was the warmest since 1880 for any northern hemisphere summer. This from the U.S. National Oceanic, Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, NOAA. The summer ocean surface temperature was sixty-two point five degrees. Well, it's still too cold to swim, which is 1.04 degrees Fahrenheit above the 20th century average. The land and ocean surface temperature together was 61.2 degrees, the third warmest on record. Physicists at the University of Toronto have discovered that changes in the Earth's ozone layer due to climate change will reduce the amount, reduce the amount of ultraviolet ray- rays, in northern high-latitude regions, such as Siberia, Scandinavia, and northern Canada, they'll be more depressed. Other regions of the Earth, such as the tropics and Antarctica, will instead face increasing levels of UV radiation. More sunscreen. Climate change is an established fact, but scientists are only just beginning to understand its regional manifestations, says Michaela Hagen, Haglin, Haglin a, postdo- I'll get it right, a postdoctoral fellow in the Department of Physics and the lead author of the study published in Nature Geoscience using a sophisticated computer model, and I love them. They're so thin. Heglin and U of T, T, University of Toronto physicist Theodore Shepard determined that 21st century climate change will alter atmospheric circulation, increasing the flux of ozone from the upper to the lower atmosphere and shifting the distribution of ozone within the upper atmosphere. You heard it here first. And the Arctic sea ice cover appears to have reached its minimum extent of the year, the third lowest recorded since satellites began measuring sea ice extent in 1979, according to the University of Colorado. Finally, the world faces a compounding series of crises driven by human activity, which existing governments and institutions are increasingly powerless to cope with, according to a group of eminent environmental scientists and economists, writing in the journal Science Researchers say the nations alone are an, uh, unable to resolve the sorts of planet-wide challenges now arising. See, it is a one-world,
0: one-worlder conspiracy after all.
3: The lights go on, the lights go on.
0: The members of the Best of the Left podcast are the wind beneath my wings. Their donations of as little as $5 a month are what allow me to keep this show on a steady schedule twice a week instead of just once as it has been in the past. In return, members receive access to the Best of the Left raw feed where they receive all of the clips that end up in the show, plus bonus material that doesn't make the final cut. And content in the raw feed is delivered in its original video format when available. If you appreciate the service this show provides, please consider signing up for a membership at bestoftheleft.com.
2: How about this one? ExxonMobil, the green company of the year, according to Forbes magazine. I mean, you know, uh, Josh Harkinson did a did a, a story on this uh, under under his blog, and he did a good good job really saying what this story is about. What it's about is that Forbes magazine is dying Forbes magazine, they have a, they, they're having a financial crunch just like other magazines. So they're saying whatever the hell they they can. They, I mean, to keep you know to keep in good stead with the people that are spending big money in advertising. So they 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 anoint the, uh, ExxonMobil, the Green Company of the year. What does that do to this magazine's long-term credibility? I mean, it hasn't had a lot of long-term credibility for quite a while, but at least it's something they used to seemingly pay attention
10: to. But, I mean, my God, how how is it getting crazier than that? I I really don't know. The company is... uh... One of the large, I think it's the second largest company in the world, but it has the worst environmental record of any really large, like corporate 100 company, a Fortune 100 company. There's no company that has a worse environmental record. It, not only, you know, there's a lot of companies that do that do bad things because they're creating a product that that, that involves. Handing a lot of pollution, but Exxon has been deliberate and concerted and malicious in, for example, funding for the past 20 years an army of global warming deniers, um, of manipulating to make sure that Rob Watson, who was a, uh, a respected, world respected scientist, but who acknowledged the fact of global warming, that he was punished. By being ejected from the International Commission on Climate Change, it's 20-year battle to avoid paying the, the cost of the Exxon Valdez spill. Um, it's the one of the number one players in Canada's tar sands, which is the you know one of the biggest environmental catastrophes in the history of humanity. How about
2: the Waxman Markey? I mean, they're the people. They're they are the biggest paying group that's funding the fight to 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 end this climate bill. I don't know if you followed this story. What they've done, Bobby, ExxonMobil has recruited the same people that are showing up at town town hall. Meetings meetings for the health care scenes, they've recruited the same people. They literally are going out and they're asking, okay, you've done the teabag thing, which was a miserable failure. You've done the health care thing. We don't know where that's going to go. Now, would you come over here and help us fight the Waxman-Markey climate bill? I mean, it's the same crazy people. These are shut-ins. These are crazy retired nut right-wing cases that don't have anything to do so they get them to show up exxon is 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 the person leading that charge against waxman markey and the way they're doing it is with these astroturf
10: organizations that are fantasy organizations i mean you know it's it's but it reminds me for many years exxon's used this phony scientist named fred singer who was housed with Exxon money in one of the, you know, in various think tanks on Capitol Hill. But Fred Singer at various times... Made arguments that you know you don't need seat, seat belts are bad for you that it, you know the whales don't mind mm-hmm. being harpooned mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. cholesterol like it, is yeah. a good thing and yeah. that global warming doesn't exist <laughs> right he'll just you know he will he's a classic biostitute he'll take any but position the media response the
2: media prints his
10: craziness and Exxon right, knows and that this this
2: company that Forbes magazine again Forbes magazine has proclaimed that Exxon Mobil is the green company here. the reason is is because they're getting Killed financially, and so they're trying to you know sell whatever they can, keep the doors open, and so they hey this is a big deal to call these people the green company. imagine the advertising that Forbes is going to get for that where does it really uh you know the, the, it it sets up the fight. It sets up the fight for what's getting ready to happen with the Chamber of Commerce. That's calling for this. This uh, they want it, kind of like a Scopes trial on whether or not climate climate science actually exists. Is that
10: even a legitimate question now, Bobby? It's no, it's not a legitimate question, and it's a, it's a clearly, it's another delay tactic. This, the Chamber of Commerce has said, before there's any more U.S. regulation on cap and trade, let's have a full-blown trial that will take years and years with testimony by every nutcase we can summons, and we're going to make it a reproduction of the Scopes Monkey Trial, which incidentally scopes lost scopes was the guy <laughs> in tennessee who was trying to teach evolution <laughs> right. and People and won. he lost All and right. he was being prosecuted you know for 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 breaking the law of tennessee that forbade the teaching of evolution in schools yeah. and that and required you to teach creationism Ch- and Ch- said you know the bible is the is a science book you know and uh and scopes Lost that so, and they've they've the Chamber of Commerce have said we need a scope scope trial trial. on this issue. I mean,
2: I read it. I had to read it twice because you know what the (laughs) hell they were talking about. But really, what it is, it's like the trial of Galileo, isn't it? I mean, these are flat Earth. Uh, thinkers, but they're they're flat Earth thinkers not because they don't know better, but because it's all about big money. You see, they would they would allow their children and grandchildren to burn to death on this planet if they could make another dollar. And that's what this that's what that's what it's about. U.S. Chamber of Commerce is not mom and pop anymore. It's Exxon Mobil. It's you know it's Goldman Sachs. It's every large corporation in the world that can put big money over there. They're not mom and pop. They could give it. They could give a damn less. About your children, or even their own children.
3: Don't mean no harm, but God's alarm. My hands are tied behind me. It is well known the way you have grown. So come sit down beside me.
7: Fine, as long as the electricity comes from gas-powered generators. Please welcome Shai Agassi. Thank you very much. Hey, Mr. Agassi, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you for dressing up for the occasion. <laughs> All right. Now, tell me about your electric cars. Do you, you, you build electric cars?
8: And no, we build a network that actually makes these cars convenient and affordable.
7: We I mean, network car network.
8: Yeah, you got to charge a TV
7: network. Well, you and... got to
8: charge them. You got we, we have a network that allows you to charge the cars, and then if you go a long distance, you can switch the battery in less than a minute and
7: keep on going. And what about the remote control? How often do you have to switch the battery? <laughs> well,
8: actually, for that? actually, we got the idea from kids because if you ask kids about their uh, toy cars, they tell you that they'd like to have a car that knows how to recharge, but also knows how to switch the battery. So when you need to recharge, they can still drive. No, this
7: is just a pipe dream, right? This is—we've been talking about electric cars for a long time. Is this actually going to happen anyplace?
8: It's happening in Israel. In uh, next year is the first uh, countrywide test across the entire country. Okay. Uh, in 2011, we're going to be in Israel, and Denmark, and uh, six months later in Australia and in Hawaii and the San Francisco Bay Area. The Republic. But of the not, San but not in America yet. Uh, it's the uh,
7: the People's Republic of Berkeley will probably go first. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, you say the, this car is going to be, um, the sort of the, 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 the model for this car is cell phones. What do you mean by that? Well, you know how um,
8: with cell phones you, you pay for minutes? Um, mm-hmm. and, I'm a celebrity. I don't pay for and anything. As, well, yeah.
7: Because yes. you, pay you pay for minutes, you get a
8: cheaper, a cheaper phone, right? So right, right, yeah. With, with electric cars, you're going to pay for miles, and then you're going to get a cheaper car than your gasoline car. And uh, the only thing we're not going to do from uh, the phone system was we're not going to give you rollover miles. So you, you can only get... Um, How do you
7: pay for miles? What do you mean I'm paying for miles?
8: You actually pay for miles today because you buy gasoline. So you go into the gas station and you buy, you know, three, 400 miles worth of gasoline, which is like a prepaid card for your cell phone. Mm-hmm. Only what we're going to do is we're going to let you do the prepaid model or lock a certain price, like pay a certain amount of dollars and then drive as much as you want the whole month.
7: And and uh, is there like a drive anywhere plan, drive that's, as much as I want plan? That's the. Because uh, I like to keep my car just idling the, in the driveway while I go to sleep at night. So. The
8: uh, Metro PCS model. You can actually electric cars. You can keep idle because they're not using any energy when they're not moving.
7: Uh, what 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 do these cars look like?
8: They're. Uh, our first, they look
7: like cell phones. Do they look like first, iPhones. Uh,
8: you know, you know the saying that if if Apple made a, an iCar. Yep. Steve would insist that there are no uh, no wheels, like no keyboard on the iPhone. Um, we're actually looking at a normal car. It's a big sedan. It's uh, a, a long uh, sedan like a Camry, bigger than a Camry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it drives faster, makes no, uh, no noise. Let's, uh, get, let's
7: cut to the chase here. Will this car get me laid? Because that's what young men care about with cars, is will this get me action? Can I rev it? It,
8: it, will, uh, it will definitely get you attention of the right chicks. It's The, the right chicks? It's the uh, intellectual car. Which, the
7: intellectual car which actually fits yes. the the yeah. new you'll cool you'll think they're having sex with you know you, you know will we'll, uh, but in fact you're just having coffee with uh
8: with the new generation blue is uh blue is the new cool it's the uh it's the sustainable uh, message for the this generation it's if, if, it's if hotter it's, than a prius if it's, it's hotter than a prius prius is very hot yeah what's what's the difference between this and a prius prius uh Saves you about twenty percent of gasoline and twenty percent of the emissions. This is a hundred percent oil-free and a hundred percent clean. No, but won't, no won't we just run out of batteries? Well, we have enough uh, lithium, which is what makes these batteries, for about three
7: billion cars. So I think we're safe for about two centuries. Let me ask you this: uh, Can you clean lithium off a seagull? <laughs> Um, what if we have a lithium spill? Well,
8: the first thing you got to be careful is when the seagulls are flying towards you, don't hit them. That way you don't need to clean the seagull off the windshield. But
7: if, then, if, it's, if, it's, if the model is a cell phone, will I be able to download car horn sounds? You, you actually, we call them drive tones. Um,
8: and <laughs> You seriously? It's like, it's like, drive uh, tones? It's like, uh, yeah, like right on your phone. You can pick a drive tone. Imagine you drive behind somebody on Fifth Avenue. Yes. And you go, oh, like a, a big ship. That, that was a ship? Yeah. <laughs>
7: that sounded like an elephant giving birth to me. Well, you can, so I can rev it. I can make it sound can like rev Shelby Cobra. You Coba. can make it sound like anything. All right, you want. then I'm in. Thank you so much, Shy Agassi. Betterplace.com.
3: The sun is a miasma of incandescent plasma. The sun's not simply made out of gas. No, no, no. The sun is a quagma. It's not made of fire for
9: UN summit on climate change described as the highest level conference yet on the issue garnered headlines. But although U.S. President Barack Obama made strong statements about the need for action, saying our prosperity, our health, and our safety are in jeopardy, the major media take was generally somewhat downbeat, with papers like USA Today underscoring the elusiveness of any international deal and the myriad political and economic issues that hinder talks to stop warming. The deadline is nearing and hope is fading, the paper wrote, referring to the December conference in Copenhagen, at which they say a treaty was to be finalized. What role are media playing in informing the public about policy decisions on warming, especially given that alongside such sober concerns, we also get a hearty admixture of climate change denialism, from the Washington Post's George Will to various TV talking heads. Here to help us assess some of the sorts of coverage we're seeing is Dr. Joseph Rome. He's the editor of Climate Progress, a project of the Center for American Progress, where he's a senior fellow, and author of Hell and High Water, Global Warming, the Solution and the Politics and What We Should Do. He joins us by phone from Washington, D.C. Welcome to Counterspin, Joseph Rome. Hello. Well, what is your takeaway from the U.N. summit this week? Do you think that the deadline nearing hope fading theme seems appropriate?
11: Well, I think people need to understand that the United States has not only done nothing for eight years, but under President Bush, we actively blocked international action. So we haven't been able to start negotiating internationally until January 20th of this year. So I think anyone who thought that there would be a sign and field a deal out of Copenhagen was not really paying attention. Uh, I think the media wants to tell the story that uh, everything is going badly Uh, because that's sort of their frame right now. But I think fundamentally things are actually going okay. The House passed a climate bill. The Senate is poised to consider it. I think Obama's speech makes clear that this remains a very high-priority issue for him, and that's the most important thing to pass a bill. We've seen India start to talk about making carbon reductions. We've seen China clearly saying that it is going to get off of the business-as-usual emissions path. Japan has announced a stronger target. There's no question that the United States is a laggard, but I don't think anything that happened in the last few days is a particular surprise.
9: Well, we always make the point here that public opinion shapes public policy and that media, in turn, helps shape public opinion. On this issue, it matters very much that corporate media have for years now sustained a debate about warming when there really no longer is a scientific debate and that's generated a fair amount of confusion and perhaps inertia. Uh, Speaking of confusion then, I want to talk about the New York Times September 23rd piece by Andrew Revkin, which begins, quote, The world leaders who met at the United Nations to discuss climate change on Tuesday are faced with an interest." Challenge. Building momentum for an international climate treaty at a time when global temperatures have been relatively stable for a decade and may even drop in the next few years. Close quote. Well, I know you had a reaction to it. Uh, tell us your thoughts on that.
11: I wrote at length on the blog that that statement just has no scientific validity. This decade, the decade of the 2000s, will be the hottest decade on record. In fact, it'll probably be about three-tenths of a degree Fahrenheit warmer than the decade of the 1990s, which is the warmest decade on record. So this myth that the planet has not been warming, I just think that Revkin knows better. And this notion that the next few years might actually cool down is, in fact, the exact reverse of a number of major peer-reviewed articles that have appeared in the last couple of years. I expect the next decade will be the hottest decade in record again, easily beating this decade. We've already seen, by the way, that the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration has said that this summer, June, July, August, the oceans were the warmest they've ever been in the 150-year temperature record. Whether you're looking at The unexpectedly fast melting of the Arctic ice, the unexpectedly fast melting of the Greenland and Antarctic ice sheets, or the unexpectedly fast melting of the inland glaciers, the planet is warming up, and it's just going to get much hotter if we don't take action soon.
9: Revkin might say that he's reporting on people's opinions and people's misunderstandings, and uh, those are valid subjects, but doesn't a reporter have a responsibility in a piece like this to be clear about what some people's opinions and what the reality is?
11: Absolutely. He's the top climate science reporter at the so-called paper of record, and I just think that uh, that article was misleading. He had a line there about the recent spate of relatively cool years when in fact every year this decade was in the top 14 warmest years in the temperature record. So we've been having a spate of relatively hot years, and it's just going to get hotter.
9: Well, let's talk about another piece of this because if we're talking about commercial media or corporate media, it's it's not a conspiracy theory. It's just the case that they have big industries, in many cases polluting industries, as major sponsors, and that they are deluged these outlets every second of the day by corporate PR from the industries. This may have some relevance for what you described on climate progress as the worst major media story on energy this year. Can you tell us a little bit about the the piece you're talking about there?
11: Well, this was the Newsweek piece, which I think the headline was Big Oil Goes Green for Real. (laughs) And Big oil has not gone green for real. In this country, big oil is spending a lot of money through the American Petroleum Institute and through companies like ExxonMobil to push disinformation on global warming and to block action on climate and clean energy. And they have been funding not only disinformation campaigns, but these phony grassroots campaigns trying to convince members of Congress that there's some sort of uprising against creating clean energy jobs and reducing pollution, whereas all the polling shows the exact opposite is true. These companies are largely greenwashing. They spend a tiny fraction of their Funds on so called green projects while they continue to produce the principal contributor to warming up the planet and ruining clean air and clean water. One thing is very safe to say big oil has not gone green yet.
9: You do cite good coverage when you find it. You pointed to an Eric Pooley commentary about ExxonMobil that was actually on Bloomberg.com. Do you think that the coverage of climate change is getting better?
11: I don't think it's getting better. There's more of it. Uh, There is certainly some good coverage out there. I think one of the problems is that now that global warming has become a major political issue, a lot of the major political reporters have started to write about it, and they don't know anything about the subject. So you get people like David Broder, uh, the the dean of the Washington moderate pundits, and, and those type of people writing about a subject that they don't know much about, they don't understand its importance. And so they haven't bothered to educate themselves. People can come to blogs like climateprogress.org and others if they want what I consider to be the unvarnished analysis. One other point, the mainstream media has downsized its science reporting staff. Downsized is environmental reporting staff is pushing more drama and personality based reporting and fluff so I'm afraid if people really want to know what's going on they're really going to have to pick and choose were
1: the skies like when you
3: were young? They went on forever. Not, we lived in Arizona and the skies always had little fluffy clouds and they were long and clear and there were lots of stars
11: and uh, when it would rain, it would...
5: The nation's wood nymphs unveil a plan to reduce dependence on foreign dew drops. It's the Onion Radio News. This is Doyle Redland reporting. Wood Nymph officials have announced a plan to offset overseas dew imports and seek alternate sources of the magic dew drops that power the nymph industrial base. Spokes nymph Ja'al of the Vandala clan wants to see an 80% reduction in dew drops from Nordic elves and Irish leprechauns by this time next year.
11: Of course, big dew corporations are going to fight us, but we think with mystic pearl incentives they will come around.
5: While many applaud the Wood Nymph proposal, critics say any gains will be offset by Congress's failure to approve the Keebler pipeline. Roy Redland for the Onion Radio
10: interesting one, My The House has just unearthed a 14th letter from a <laughs> lobbying group um, that was, it was a lobbying group, Washington lobbying firm, that was working for the American Coalition for Clean Coal Electricity, which of course is, there's no such thing as clean coal, and so the whole lobbying effort is just based on a lie. But they work for the coal-burning utilities. The lobbying firm is called Boner and Associates and they Uh, have conceded that one of their paid employees forged a letter to three congressional offices during the run-up vote to the climate bill, and that letter pretended to be from an American veteran thanking them for stopping the climate bill, which they argued in this kind of uh, acrobatical way, um, which they it was argued bad for it was v- <laughs> veterans because it would it would hurt american energy independence. So, but it was right, a well, fake. Well, it was a total it was fraud. A fake.
2: And, and and what I think is incredible is the Bonner and Associate firm. What, but let me let me you, go Google when you after you listen to this broadcast, go ahead and Google Bonner and Associates and look at this ugly ilk. First of all, begin there. Second of all, understand that that the employee that did this was directly employed by Bonner and Associates. They had to know what was going on, but after they were caught, he gets fired. That person gets fired. So, you know, but think of this, they actually fake a letter, Bobby. I mean, they make it up. It's just nothing but a friggin' lie. They make it up, send it to congressmen like it's real. And you know what? This is only the tip of the iceberg. We're going to find more and more of these with these lobbying firms that have absolutely, there there are no regulations. There are no bounds to what they'll do. And this is just another one of those stories. What else you got out there that you want to talk about?
10: Good news from the Obama administration. The Obama administration has done something very courageous, which is to follow the science, something we've forgotten to do in this country over the past eight years, at least our government agencies have. But they have turned down 75, 79 of the 85 mountaintop removal permits that were pending before EPA. And I can't tell you, um, you know, anybody listening to the show, Please send Lisa Jackson a letter or an email. She's the head of EPA. This took tremendous courage from her to do the right thing. She was following the science, but with all of the industry pressure on the Obama administration, on the White House, and on others. It took tremendous courage for Lisa Jackson to do this, and you know what this is why we elected barack obama president. You, to you do know this what, kind of thing, and i 'm so proud of him right now for yeah, doing this yeah, i 'm proud too. of this administration and i'm i 'm proud of lisa jackson lisa jackson is a was the head of dp she 's an african american woman she understands that uh, what what pollution does to communities, particularly the poorest communities and that and she looked at the science. And she said, my job is not to pay attention to the big lobbyists or to the big industries or to the threats, but to do to work for the people of this country and particularly the poor and to save these cultures, these communities from, of Appalachian from poison. The next day, the New York Times did this extraordinary article that appeared on the oh, front God, page. A
2: great story. Mm-hmm.
10: It was great and so horrifying. It's Talk about it. Charleston, West Virginia where the water in Charleston is so contaminated from coal slurry waste that has been injected into the ground and has made it into the underground water supply and the The wells, the aquifers, and that the children's, um, you know, their teeth are falling out, literally. Their teeth, there's so much poison in their water. But they, This is neurotoxic. Neurological,
2: uh, cancer, respiratory, hema, uh, hematological. Name it. it, 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 it. It's, in entire, such, it's systemic. It's right, totally And systemic. it's
10: in such high quantities that literally the enamel is disappearing from the teeth of children who drink this water, children who bathe in the water in Charleston, get sores all over their bodies, they, they're covered with postulating lesions that cause agonizing pain that will not heal. And this is because the Bush administration, but even before, but the Bush administration, more than any other administration in history, simply stopped enforcement of environmental laws. They have interviews with attorneys who worked for the Bush administration who said that when the Bush administration came in, we were told, take all of your enforcement cases put them in cardboard boxes, and put them away. We're not going to do that anymore.
2: Well, they had, look, let's... Say what it is. I mean, you know, every major corporation in America had a huge victory with George Bush. They, this was a guy. I know you think he was bright. I, I don't think he was bright, Bobby. I think well, he, not, I, no, no, no.
10: I never said well, that. Well, <laughs> I thought you did. I didn't we, go that far. Uh, he, he
2: wasn't bright. He was nothing but a tool. He was just purely a tool. But they got their way, and now we're trying. We're just
10: beginning to uncover it. Hey, how about how about this? Well, let I, me ask you this, Mike. You and I were down in West Virginia. We did a six-and-a-half-week jury trial. We won the, one of the biggest judgments in the history of this state against a polluter on very very similar situations, a polluter who had contaminated the groundwater in an aquifer of a town, the town of Spelter, West Virginia. We won that case. We had an 11-person jury. They, they stuck us with an 11-person jury. You're only supposed to have a six-person jury. But we got a unanimous jury verdict for half, close to half a billion dollars to protect these people, to make – one of the largest corporations in the world. And they Take still have not people. paid a dime.
2: Still have no, not paid a dime. But, but let me ask
10: them. you this. Why, why don't we go down to, to Charleston and and help these people out? Because this is there are nine, Bobby, nine you, coal you, companies that are you, involved in this. You set it up. I'll be there, but don't get me
2: arrested. <laughs> I, I, know, I love to tell a story about the time you called me about Vegas. Hey, I'm going to Vegas. It's great. And you? What you spend 30 days in jail? Oh, hey, hey, by the way, what, by the way, what about what about Hanson and these people that were arrested in West Virginia for trying to stop? The freaks there, the, the, you know,
10: the blank and chip freaks. Those guys, that's the biggest crook. Jim Hansen, Daryl Hannah, um, Jim Hansen, who's the very extraordinarily courageous NASA scientist who in 1978 was the first person to publicly, in front of a congressional committee, alert the world. And he's the Paul Revere of science, and he said the science is clear enough today that we are going to experience global warming and he was ridiculed by the right he was ridiculed by industry. He has been muzzled. He has been transferred. And now he, he could go
2: been... to jail for, for trying to stop exactly what you described, trying to stop industry from killing children. I mean, I, I mean, there's no other way to put it. He, he was there to try to stop industry
10: from killing school children. And from, you know, from really the, the, the threat is to civilization. We now know another New York Times article two weeks ago found that every fish in America, listen to this, every Every single freshwater fish in the United States of America is now contaminated with dangerous levels of mercury. Every single fish in our country. Mm. And this is from the coal industry. Mm. You know, how are they getting away with this? If a foreign enemy poisoned every fish in this country, it would be a clear act of war. Let me ask you something. If Osama bin Laden poisoned every fish in this country it would be an act of war you know why why are we putting up with it from don blankenship when we you know we would have been, we would go invade a country bobby let it that bobby, poisoned every every bobby, fish in america bobby
2: let's go sue the fat bastard okay
3: my baby
10: don't mess
3: around because she loves me so at least i know for sure. She really want to, but can't stand to see me walk out the door I can't stand to fight the feeling cause the thought alone is me right now I thank God for mom and dad for sticking two together cause we don't know how Don't get
12: it till there's nothing at all. Now, uh, we mentioned religion there. Uh, we've got our own uh, set of uh, folks who believe in religion very wholeheartedly here in this country, of course. Um, and one of them is Senator Inhofe. Uh, he thinks that, of course, God controls everything. And a lot of people feel that, but they don't usually apply it to global warming. Uh, Senator Inhofe uh, does. Uh, there, he, he was having a conversation here and uh talking about how global warming is a hoax as usual and uh, pollution what name so and that he's going to go over to Copenhagen during the uh climate meetings and be a uh, one man army against the hoax of global warming and then he's talking to a caller and a caller is going to make a point and he's going to respond it's going to be interesting let's go to clip number six.
6: yes i agree with the senator on what he says about the climate change I believe that um, that the world is just changing like it usually does, and and it's not a thing about global warming. It's just our our world is just changing. Before we have, we didn't have ice ages before. We didn't have all these different things happening in the world before we even came here, before we were alive.
5: Thanks. Final thoughts from our guest. Well, I think he's right. I think what he's saying is God's still up there. We're going through these cycles. We've uh, uh, we've had uh, warm spells, cold spells, and for a long time, I remember so well in 1970, the middle nineteen seventies when they said, you I know mean, another cold another ice age is coming. We're all going to die." Now, those same people are saying now it's going to be global warming. Although now that it's turning around and that we're going into a cooling spell, I don't know what's going to come next. But uh, again, w- there's no justification in my mind to pass the largest tax increase in the history of America uh, when the when the science is not settled and uh, and when the, the the arguments that we're making. Uh, I, I think it makes sense. I I really believe that a lot of people are in denial who who want to hang their hat on the fact that they, that they believe is a fact that man-made gases, anthropogenic gases, are causing global warming. The science really isn't there, but the economics are.
12: You know, I always wonder about the motivation of guys like Inhofe, right? Because he says well, the science is not settled, and he says the other side is in denial, which is greatly ironic, of course. Um, now we. How what would it take for him to think that this science was settled? Every single paper agrees on the topic. The only people who disagree are scientists, quote unquote scientists, paid by the big oil companies. Okay. Now, does Inhoff actually believe the scientists produced, you know, by the big oil companies and he believes ninety nine percent of the world's scientists are all wrong? So, does he think like, oh, no, God'll take care of this. God is still up there, he's still up there. So we quit. How can we have global warming if God is still up there? Or does He think, "Oh yeah, we definitely have global warming, and we're going to have a world of trouble, but I'll be dead by then. Who cares?" Hey, Exxon, it's spelled I N H O F E. When well, you make out the check, in awe. Okay. And I honestly don't know because he's so stupid, it could be the first, and he's so corrupt, it could be the second. So I'm a little torn.
0: Thanks for listening, everybody. First things first, of course, I want to mention that the podcast awards nominations are coming to a close very soon. Uh, in all likelihood, this will be the last time you hear me talk about it before the nominations are closed. Unless you're one of those people who downloads the the weekend show, you know, just about as, as soon as you can get it, and and listens to it right away, then in all likelihood. nominations will be closed by the time the next show comes out so uh, make sure that you don't forget to heed this request and go to podcastawards.com you can nominate all of your favorite podcasts in the various categories there of course best of the left is going for a nomination in the best produced category as well as the politics category and then, if you're interested in helping out our friends over at the Young Turks, they're making a run for the People's Choice Award category. So all of that is going down right now, and it ends this Sunday, October 18th, at midnight in some time zone. I'm not actually sure which. It's funny that they don't make it really obvious, but I'm, I'm guessing Eastern time zone in the U.S. I just wanted to mention again about how the Best of the Left has a Twitter and Facebook page with the new added benefit of being useful. I've been sending out links on lots of uh, the research I've been doing, just finding you know videos or articles or whatever I find interesting enough to send out on the feed, and it looks like people have been appreciating that. So if you haven't already, uh, sign up to follow the show on Twitter or be a fan on Facebook. It's looking like it's going to be a good way for people to get a little bit of a news feed in through their... Uh, social networking service of choice and then of course you can help support the show and spread the word about it by forwarding those things along to all of your followers or friends or whatever you guys know how the services work if you want to help spread the word pass along the things that i send out and let everyone know about the new service i'm providing speaking of supporting the show of course i want to thank a couple of members now donald m signed up on just september 16th recently. And Dennis T signed up back on August 9th. Huge thanks to both of you guys. The show just couldn't happen twice a week without the support of the members, so of course I make a point to thank a couple of them in each episode. Members not only know that they're helping to support the show, keeping it going twice a week instead of just once, they also receive access to the members only raw feed where they get all the clips that end up in the show, a bunch of stuff that doesn't make the final cut, and all the material in the raw feed. Uh, comes out in its original video format when available, so like The Young Turks, Rachel Maddow, Countdown, The Onion, Ring of Fire, so many, so much of the stuff that gets used in the show originally comes from videos, so all that ends up in the raw feed in its original video format. You can watch it on your portable player, anything like that. So speaking of which, you know, between keeping up with uh, the Twitter and Facebook postings uh posting all the stuff there keeping up with the raw feed for the members distributing you know the show twice a week it's obviously you know building up to be quite a lot of work so obviously i just really want to thank anyone who decides to become a member uh, or even just individual donations if you want to chip in to help support the show it really does help keep me going in the purest sense of the word i just I I couldn't be doing this much work uh, without the financial support. So obviously that's really, really important, and I just really appreciate anyone who takes a moment and, and wants to donate to keep all these services going. So that is it for today. Stay connected with the show on Twitter and Facebook, where you'll be massively informed like never before. Uh, or by signing up for our email newsletter. You can support the show by leaving reviews in iTunes, and this month, the big thing is to nominate the show at the podcast awards at podcastawards.com. The show is available on your smartphone by going to stitcher.com, and you can see the show notes on the blog where you'll find links to all the sources we used and all the music in this episode. So coming to you from inside the beltway and border, yet outside the conventional wisdom of Washington, DC, my name is Jay, and this has been the Best of the Left podcast delivered to you every Wednesday and every weekend, thanks to the members and donors from BestoftheLeft.com. burning on a
3: shiny sheet. The only maker that you Since will take you out.